In another entertaining game, the Minnesota Wild beat the Winnipeg Jets 3-2 last night at Winnipeg, uh, capping off their back-to-back between Calgary and Winnipeg with three out of four points. The Wild, for the first time this year, move into first place into a tie with 81 points in the central standings. Dallas does have a game in hand. I'm bearing the lead. Kirill Kaprizov left the game with 10 minutes left in the third period when he was mauled by a Jet defender, Logan Stanley. And Stanley's about 6'2", 220, put pads on him. He's probably 230 pounds. Literally jumped on Kaprizov. It actually looked fairly clean, just super awkward. So not alleging a cheap shot or anything like that. But after watching it numerous times, jumped practically on top of 5'8", 5'10", Kaprizov on skates. Kaprizov went down awkwardly, did the splits, and after Stanley finally got off of him and skated up ice, Kaprizov stayed there, eventually got up, handled the puck for a second, got off the ice. Uh, After a commercial break, he skated back onto the ice to see if he could move around. He couldn't, and he went back to the dressing room where he was putting little pressure on the one leg, and it doesn't look good. After the game, Coach Dean Evison obviously was asked about it, and he said he hadn't even been in the room yet or talked to Kaprizov, but it certainly looked like a lower body. Uh, But this is quoting Evison. The good news, if there is any good news, was he went off the ice on his own uh, strength and power. Now that's Dean being Dean, and to be fair, they're not going to announce anything until uh, Kaprizov would undergo a full evaluation. They got on the plane last night, obviously flew back home, not even an hour flight from Winnipeg, and Kaprizov is expected to go through those evaluations uh, this afternoon or this morning, and we will keep our eye on uh, the close reports to follow from the Wild, and we will have an emergency podcast at some point this afternoon to update you with the state of play on Kaprizov and what that means for the Wild. couple quick thoughts from last night's game. The Flower had his best game in a Wild uniform, and that's two years. The Hall of Famer, the future Hall of Famer, was unbelievable. I think he had 46 saves, stopping 46 of 48. Quite frankly, giving up two goals in last night's game was a better performance than Gus's shutout against either of the, in either of the games against Calgary. So the good news is the Wild have two great goalies, one and one A, and right now one is Gus, one A. I'm sorry, one A and one B. One A is Gus, one B is Flower. And uh, they can continue to, to to ride the combination of both of them. The Wild are off today. They will have practice tomorrow morning, I believe, which is Friday. And then they fly to San Jose where they play the Sharks Saturday night. Then they go to Arizona where they play the Coyotes Sunday night at Bullet Arena. And then they fly to St. Louis where I believe it's a Tuesday game against the Blues. Bottom line speculation, no basis for any of this, just going on what Wild Minute with Troy observes. We think Kirill won't be on the three-game road trip. We think he will be out potentially weeks and not days. But the last time we thought Kirill was seriously hurt, it was in Boston two years ago, and I believe he missed a game and came right back. So he is, you know, there are players that get injured a lot. There are players that uh, are I, I, are tough, quite frankly, and their bodies can handle some of these things. Kirill is in the tough category. He misses, I think he's missed one game in his career. Um, so ho- we're hoping for the best, preparing for the worst. It sure looked like it was a groin injury. 
Um, he did the splits on the ice. He was awkward skating, and he looked like he was in a lot of pain. And as anyone knows who watches hockey, groin injuries cannot be nursed back quickly. Uh, they have to be 100%. Otherwise, you can blow it out again uh, if you rush back too soon. A couple things to point out with the Kirill injury. Prior to the Calgary game a couple nights ago, Kirill accounted for 48% of the team's goals since the All-Star break. That's concerning. The silver lining of that is the last two games, five of the six goals, actually six of the seven goals, if you count the empty netter by uh, Shaw last night, six of the seven goals have came when the Wild were not on the ice. Mentioning Shaw, I apologize. I gave you the wrong score for last night. It was 4-2 with the empty netter, by the way. So anyhow, what I'm saying is we're starting to see some secondary scoring. That is in part because of some of the trades that Billy made a couple nights ago. Klingberg had it was a plus three. Last night, Oscar Sundquist had two assists. Johansson is making the Boldy Eckline go a little better. So those are good tweaks that who knew Kirill might be out for a little while or longer. But we are at least starting to see some secondary scoring from the Wild. And they'll need it because, again, Pure speculation, that plane takes off tomorrow and Kirill's not on it. We will update you later today. This is the Wild Minute with Troy. You're the, this is the place to go for quick hits going in or out of Wild games. And you know where to find me. Spotify, love, like, listen, share, follow. Uh, we will talk to you this afternoon with hopefully better news than what we expect. We'll talk to you.